Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Tune in everywhere. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Notre Dame's Brian Kelly in 10 minutes. And the first question we're going to ask Kelly, he is the big story in college football right now. Some breaking news coming in to Key, J, and Z on ESPN Radio. The Big Ten is expected to announce on Wednesday, later today at some point, a return to football in the month of October, sources are telling ESPN, the news first reported by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel right there in the Big Ten footprint. You may recall, Key, August 11th, they were the first league to postpone the fall sports seasons, including football. Pac-12 followed up the very next day. However, over the weekend, the presidents and the chancellors, all 14 of each, met Sunday afternoon, talked about scheduling, television, the competition task force. Is it safe? The medical subcommittee gave them some information, and they have decided that they are ready to go, according to ESPN, and you'll hear it at some point today. You have been the biggest proponent of not playing no matter what league you're in. So what do you make of this? Well, as long as the medical information says that they can go, then go, right? I want to hear from the doctors. I want the doctors to tell Commissioner Warren, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten and the presidents of the Big Ten schools that it's okay to play. I don't want them caving to political pressure just to get on the field. I don't – that I don't – one, I'm not a component of that. I, I want to know if the doctors, which I'm sure they did, say, okay, here's the risk, and this is what could potentially happen, but I think we'll be okay. And then I'm okay with it. That, that's, that's fine because clearly on August, around August 11th when they postponed the season, that information they were not getting, that's why, they post, that's why Kevin Warren postponed the season. Right. They didn't have the requisite medical information, feel comfortable moving forward. We should mention that the likely start date, people have been floating October 17th or October 24th, one of those two Saturdays. We are reporting firmly that it'll be in October and key. That is important. And I know you've always said prioritize over pigskin. It's got to be health before anything else. But if they were to return in October on the 17th or the 24th, that would allow them to play eight games and probably allow them to get into the college football playoff. And that was a big concern. Are we going to play and then not be eligible to win the whole thing? Well, I, I, you know, it's, it boils down like we had Dr. Myron Rowe on, former Florida State player, NFL player, who's a doctor up in Massachusetts, yep. talk about the economics over health. And when you start to look at it, let's be real with each other now. Let's not, let's not play and toy around with it. It's about money. That's why the concern is, are we going to be allowed to play in the championship? Are we going to be allowed to play in the Final Four? Yep. Because it's about the money. And, that, and, and look, and if, and if that is what the presidents and the commissioner, Kevin Warren, wants to do, then if you like it, I love it. We're going to talk to Brian Kelly here in about seven minutes. Obviously, they're playing their ACC portion of the schedule. They're already going. They beat Duke last weekend, but we'll get Coach Kelly's thoughts on what this means because obviously they're in the Big Ten footprint there in the state of Indiana. And there's a number of teams that will be weakened in the Big Ten conference because a lot of players, I think it's about I think it's about seven or eight players out of the Big Ten conference have decided to opt out to enter into the NFL draft. And I think out of those seven or eight players, there's probably about – five or six that are projected in the first round. So some teams like Ohio State, they're going to lose a couple top players that could have helped them get to that championship that elected to go into the National Football League's draft. One of those guys obviously could be Justin Fields. There was a lot of talk about whether guys like him and Trevor Lawrence, guys that know they're going to be called, their name will be called by Roger Goodell very quickly at the draft. The risk-reward, it feels like they can end the season – in and around the January time frame. It's not like they're going to play spring ball. So does this sort of feel like it's all systems go for fields? 
I, yeah, because it, right now, I mean, he was one of the big. It's, it, it would be about. It would be a huge about face, right? If right. you 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 stood on the table and you you said you wanted to play and let us play. So now you ha- you are going to have the opportunity to play. But if you make the decision that you don't want to play, right. people are gonna look at that and go, "Oh, this dude here." Even though I don't think that's the case with him, I think he really truly wanted to play. Now he has the opportunity to play to do whatever it is that he needs to feel he needs to accomplish at Ohio State. Me personally, I wouldn't play. I'd be getting ready for the NFL draft. See y'all later. Because that championship ring, that's cool for the school and everything, but at the end, it's not for me. I mean, I get it, get to take it home, but I'm trying to secure my future, and I don't need to add any more risk to the situation. If the season started on time and there was no issue, then of course I'd play. But because now I'm looking at October, and it's like, Dude, seriously, no, I'm, I need to get ready for the NFL. A year from now, he'll be the face of an NFL team, and obviously at this particular point, you don't want to risk that. We should also mention, what does this mean for the Pac-12? You're a Pac-12 guy, but think about this. In the state of California, they're still not allowing people to go out there and do normal things. You've well, got we got to- a lot more issues out there anywhere right now, see, right. with the fires and everything like that. Two schools in Oregon. The state of Oregon is burning. Part of Washington State is burning. You've got two uh, Pac-12 teams in the state of Washington, then obviously UCLA, we got three. USC. We got three. We got four in California with Cal, right. Stanford, UCLA, and USC, and there's right. fires in surrounding areas. So I, I don't see it. Plus, the Pac-12 just alone out that way, right. they're not going to succumb if there's any political pressure anyway. That, no that, that whole region, we ain't. Right, because they were the first to say there's going to be some rapid testing. But again, the priority, it's not even safe to go out and breathe the air in some of these states at no, this it's particular not. point. No, it's not. So we're going to have to wait to see what happened. The big question now is Kevin Warren steps in. He's the new Big Ten commissioner. He's the first minority to be a commissioner of any Power 5 league. It was a big move, and now he's going to have to do an about-face on probably the most important decision he made out of the gate. I guess at the end of the day, the fans will say, listen, oh, there if we you play, go at the end of the day. Right at the end of the day, $20 in the jar. No, I guess, I guess the fans would say, look, we're playing – Better late than never. We'll take back some of these comments. We're playing football. We'll give you a mulligan on this one. But this is real tough. This is your most important decision. And then, boom, you're doing it in about face. And to your point, Key, it looks like it was taken out of his hands. Yeah, and and that's the thing that, you know, that's the thing that I'm sitting around and I'm thinking about right now is, is what? Like, what's next for him? Like, I asked Reese Davis, like, what's next for him? It, it, It looks like it was taken out of his hands. And if I'm the commissioner and I'm running the show, then I'm going to make the decision. And if my decision was in August to postpone the season, then I'm going to stick with that decision. I'm not going to succumb to any political pressure, parents pressure, none of those sort of things. I'm going to take the advice of the medical people to heart. Now, this could be a career changer for him, right. on positive and negative. It just depends on the outcome uh, uh, down the line and what happens. I mean, you did all this and – and you're letting them play, but what if oh, no team right. in the Big Ten goes into the Final Four? Right. Or worse, what I was thinking is, what if there is some sort of second surge or second wave, and he was right the first time around oh, to or not that too. play, and now he's being put under pressure to play. If you're just joining us, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Will, Zubin brought to you by Mako. Mako ready to fix those dents, repair that collision damage, spray in a fresh coat of paint with online estimates, contactless service, their best price guarantee. Come to Mako, roll out refreshed. Mako.com to get started. Find a shop near you. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Jay back tomorrow. Just to reiterate the news here, Key, for those of you just joining us on the radio or on ESPN News, the Big Ten expected to announce later today a return to college football next 
month, this after last month, postponing all of their small fall sports, including football. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, back to the Kevin Warren situation. I just feel bad for him that he's put, he's gotten put in this situation. So he's kind of boxed in a corner, right? He, he's, he's damned if he do, damned if he don't in these situations. And so that's unfortunate for him. Uh, you know, you took a big job. And as you mentioned, first minority. Right, a lot of all, people watching. Uh, all those eyeballs are watching. Sure. The, the decisions that he is going to make in one decision he made was a postponement. Now about face, it looks like that they're going to start football here. There's a couple of other interesting points to mention. It looked like in the original vote, it was 11, three, there's 14 teams in the big 10 to play and not play. And it felt like Nebraska, who was the most vocal about playing <laughs> Iowa and Ohio state with Ryan days, their head coach, very vocal. But you look at it, Key, Michigan and Michigan State, their school leadership is medical doctors. Yes. Maryland is the bluest state in America. I don't think people realize that. And people that are in blue states tend to be a little bit more cautious around the coronavirus. That's not hard and fast, but that is something that is out there. And New Jersey, where Rutgers University, um, they've had 13,000 people die. Rutgers got a vote? <laughs> they do. They're probably 14 to 14, but... Let's be real. But uh, they've had 13,000 people die of the virus. So you sort of look at it and you you think the league's footprint has been severely impacted by the coronavirus. And now this is going to go from 11-3 easily. Let's not play. This wasn't even a close let's not play. And suddenly, boom, we're going. Well, I wonder if it's what what it was. Is the frustration that made the presidents and, you know, everybody sign off on it? Was it like just the frustration of having to deal with answering these questions from so many outside people over time? Was it the political pressure that made everybody kind of go, well, you know, we got to do it for these reasons? I mean, I really would like to know. We'll probably never know. I mean, right? It's sort of those deals where we may never know. We may learn in the book 10 years from now, somebody retires as a commissioner or, or president of a school. He may write a book and say, this is exactly what happened in the room. I mean, you know, Nebraska, they, they were screaming and hollering, for what to win two games, right? Like that's that's basically what you've been doing the last couple of years with Scott Frost at the helm. You haven't gotten out of your own way. So, what is it all for? What is it all really truly for? That's a huge question. They may not have an answer. The best statement at this particular point, cynical or not, might be it might be too expensive to at least not try. Let's head to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. It's a pleasure to be joined this morning by Notre Dame's head coach, Brian Kelly, fresh off a win over Duke. Uh, Coach, I guess the first thing I've got to ask you, because obviously you're right in the thick of all this in the Big Ten footprint there in South Bend. What is your reaction to the Big Ten expecting to announce later today that they will be back and playing football in October? It's breaking news to me. I'm I'm hearing it for the first time. I was in a staff meeting uh, working on our run game. You know, I, I should be working on our passing game, but I, I don't have any Keyshawn Johnson, so uh, <laughs> we we need to run the ball better. Well, at least I would block for you, that's for sure. I wouldn't. No, well, we got some good blockers. <laughs> uh, we need some good catchers. Uh, I, I really, to be honest with you, um, I'd have to think about what my reaction would be. I'm happy for college football, obviously. You know, as, as a fan for college football, um, you know, obviously making that, decision to come back they must feel as though uh there's been some changes that uh, uh we've been part of obviously um to make it safer to uh, to get their folks in the big 10 back to playing college football i guess that would be my first reaction coach let me ask you this doctors in the medical staff at notre dame what what have they been telling you or told you guys at the time you were trying to make a decision on whether or not to play the information that it was okay to go 
Well, first and foremost, it, it was about um, how we could uh, mitigate uh, the virus, right? And the first form of mitigation is human behavior, um, how the guys would handle themselves, um, utilizing the basic CDC guidelines, which we all know aren't very easy, right? You know, social distancing, uh, wearing masks. So let's just start there. You know, basic human behavior and changing habits is difficult, especially for for anybody but 18 to 21 year olds. That means large gatherings, parties, things of that nature. You have to be able to, you know, stop those kinds of things of happening, especially in college campuses. So human behavior first, testing, rapid testing, the ability to test, we test every day, um, is the second thing that needs to be in place. Uh, and then third, the ability to uh, make sure that from uh, a myocardius, which was uh, one of the um, potential threats uh, uh, after COVID, uh, needed to be uh, fully examined. And so our doctors uh, here the, at the university and, and locally, as well as through the ACC, uh, we were able to examine all those things and feel as though uh, we could handle all of those things and not put our players uh, at a higher risk. Coach Brian Kelly is joining us from Notre Dame. They got South Florida. They're ready to go Saturday off the big win over Duke in week number one. Coach, uh, people have been talking about this forever. You've been playing that five- or six-game ACC slate for a while. This year, you're eligible for the ACC championship game. Is this in any way moving closer towards Notre Dame, foregoing their independence, and maybe saying, we'd love our hitch, hitch our wagons to the ACC, because I would presume they'd love their hitch their wagons to you? This has been a great opportunity for us. Let's let's make no mistake about it. We were in a very difficult situation without games from the Pac-12, uh, which we we love playing USC. We love the the rivalry there with uh, with them as well as as playing Stanford and the Big Ten games. Um, and the ACC obviously came through for us in a very difficult time, and we're we're indebted to them uh, for that. Um, but we're going to continue as a, as an independent after this year, and we we just feel as though as a university and and what we've been able to uh, get from that us alone in, in terms of what works for us at Notre Dame may not work for others, but what it works for us is this opportunity to play USC, to play Navy, to play Stanford, to play the Big Ten schools, and to play some of the ACC schools as well. So, um, you know, we're grateful for this opportunity this year, but we look forward to our independence too. Coach, what did you learn about your football team after that win against Duke? Um, I think a number of things. First of all, that um, physically um, we're, we're in a position where I think we can continue to uh, impose our will on both lines, the offensive line and defensive line. Um, I was very impressed with uh, the quarterback at Duke. We, we knocked him down uh, quite a few times, and, and he kept getting up. So the physicality on defense, I think, um, really stood out for me, uh, playing a lot of players. Uh, I think on the offensive line, uh, we're playing two freshman running backs. Um, their ability to see some things um, got better as the as the day got along, but our offensive line continued to get off the ball. And I, I look, you, you know, Keyshawn, the basic tenets are controlling the line of scrimmage, obviously, and 
Um, we were able to do that by and large as the game went on. We were able to, you know, get our will. Um, and and that to me is probably the most important thing. And now we're, we're going to have to build on the other pieces um, that take a little bit longer in terms of timing, um, which was a little off, uh, and some of those other things that come uh, with just playing the game. Ian Book threw for about 260 yards, a touchdown. I think he threw a red zone pick there. Um, What does he need to do to continue to develop to help you guys get to that ultimate goal? I think he just has got to trust. You know, he's got a whole new group. You know, we lost Claypool. We lost Fink. We lost Cole Komet. Those are two high draft picks. One's a first rounder. One's a second rounder. And, you know, he lost his running back. Tony Jones is on the the practice squad with, with uh, Atlanta. So, you know, he lost a lot of weapons. And now when you, when you go through a COVID situation where you didn't have a lot of time to work out in the spring with these guys and then a truncated, uh, if you will, preseason he's just got to be a little bit more patient and and I thought he rushed some things in his progression uh he's got to be a little bit more you know patient with these young guys as they come along they're going to be good players um and we got to get him up to snuff real quickly uh but he's got a great offensive line he can rely on he's just got to be a little bit more patient and let these things kind of come together South Florida the opponent on Saturday then they'll dig back into ACC play with Wake Forest and Florida State and that Florida State game will be on October 10th it's a season unlike any other we'll be watching you coach best of luck thanks for joining us this morning thanks guys thanks for having me on best of luck Ryan Kelly, Notre Dame, joining us this morning. See, I'll give him good luck because they don't have to play USC this year, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, ah, oh, good luck. Man. But you did appreciate when he said we love our rivalry with USC. I absolutely, like- <laughs> absolutely. It's always a, a positive to get Notre Dame or get Notre Dame in the Coliseum or go to South Bend to play Notre Dame. That's big. I mean, it. it, it every every team should have one of those every every single year. Teams should have that that long rivalry that is just like outside of the conference. Yeah, speaking of big, the Big Ten making some news. If you're just joining us here on ESPN Radio or on the app, uh, listening to us and watching on ESPN News, the Big Ten has announced, Key, that they are back. It'll be announced later today, according to our sources, that they will resume the season at some point in October. We're still waiting for specifics. They got together over the weekend, the highest level of the conference, to get together with scheduling and television and all the things that have to go right and work and fit in the proper spots. But it is a go. August 11th, they said it's a no-go. We're postponing. Maybe spring, maybe not. And now, <laughs> maybe going next month. That was quick. Well, you look, uh, it's all a plus for it. You can find a lot of positives to playing football and getting back in, in the fold of things, right? It, but you also can find why I feel certain ways on the negative side, Um you know, I always want to see people work and, and earn a living. You, you People are going to have to be hired at the stadiums and television people and radio. And so you're going you're gonna to have those jobs that are created again right. for yep. people, which is a plus. Thumbs up to that. But you also run the risk of what ifs. You know, what if it's shut down? What if somebody gets really sick? Mm-hmm. What All the what ifs that are there. And, and so you look at those sort of things, you got to, you got to, measure the pluses and the minuses to things. It can't all be positive. Right. There's no way in hell it can all be positive. When you look at it and say, look, they made the best determination they could with the information they had on August 11th. Now they're making the best determination with the best information they have on September 16th. But and, who knows what comes next? But that, but that is the beauty of it, though, right, is that when you had information in the summer, mm-hmm. you, you made the right decision. 
Now you get different information and hopefully you're making the right decision. That's just, that's the way it is. Everybody, oh, he pulled, they, they postponed, they jumped too fast. Well, the people that I'm talking to that's helping me make this decision right. that I trust, the guys in the white coats with the pins in the pockets <laughs> yes, like or the say. pins behind the ears, those are the ones that's helping me make sure that I have healthy student athletes moving forward. And that is the most important thing for Kevin Warren. Do not cave to political pressure. Make the decision or make help make yourself the decision right. on your own and with the president's in, in, in universities, in the commissioners of the universities, and all the different people that make the decisions right. at those schools, help him make the decision. Don't just, because you, 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 you're hearing all this noise, you cave to that. Don't, don't do that. We should mention Kevin Vaughn, for those that are not familiar. He is the new Big Ten commissioner, took over in January, and what a ride it has been since all the things that have happened in sports since January. One point of clarification, Key, this is big. They were debating whether they were going to start the season on October 17th or the 24th again, that would allow them to get them eight games in, which would put them in good position to be in the playoff with the other Power Five leagues that are playing. They have determined they will start the weekend October 24th. So just about five weeks from now. They have five weeks from now to get everything in order and get the most strange, unique, unprecedented Big Ten season ever rolling. Can you get all the logistics done in five weeks, ESPN, Fox, everybody, TV, travel, logistics, hotels, everything. I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm, I'm, a, a lot of, as, as far as that goes, the TV side, I'm sure ESPN has been working behind closed doors trying to figure out if this happens. I mean, they get the information before anybody, right? Contingency. I mean, right? Yeah, all the little contingency plans that's there, the Big Ten Network, uh, the hotels, whoever your travel people are saying, hey, here's the hotels, here's the travel airlines, all of those sort of things have been put somewhat on hold, but they're working at the same time. In terms of football, that's never stopped. At least I know even in the in the Pac-12, USC is continuing to practice. They're working these dudes like double days right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're lifting, they're running, they're out on the field practicing them. So they're ready to go if well, Pac-12 probably won't go, but right. they're ready to go if, in, if they needed to. And I'm sure Michigan and Michigan State, Ohio State, and other teams in the Big Ten are doing the same thing where they're like, Football ready to go as soon as it happens. The only reason why you need these five weeks, in my opinion, is because of all the things that you said from a logistical standpoint where there's travel. There's hotels that got to be scrubbed out and cleaned and made sure that they're taken care of. There's also the television networks or, you know, are we going to air this game at this time? You, You got all those little logistics going on. We'll find out. Once again, the Big Ten back October 24th. Keep it with ESPN on your phone all day. Sports Center will have the very latest on the way, much more Big Ten football discussion, plus Karan Butler, former Laker and Clipper, on what happened to the Clippers and what could happen to the Lakers with the Nuggets. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Big Ten, I just mentioned it moments ago. October 23-24, they'll be back that particular weekend. Eight games that'll get them into the college football playoff with strict, as if this needs to be said, strict coronavirus testing protocols, a complete about-face from August 11th when they became the first Power Five League, the MAC beat them to it, but the first mm-hmm. Power Five League to suspend and postpone all sports, all fall sports seasons, including football. But now football back on the docket. Did the, the MAC beat them, or did the Ivy League beat the well, MAC? The Ivy League for Ivy League was first to cancel everything, but then the MAC, the in MAC terms came. of the FBS conferences, yeah. you wouldn't consider the Ivy to be an FBS. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens now, right, with the Big Ten. I'm, I, I was sitting here thinking through the breaks. I wonder, and I know we got fires out in LA, and we got a lot of stuff going on out in. California, but I was wondering if saying to myself, you know, that's right now with all the smoke and everything, but in October, before the deadline to play in the championship, I wonder if the Pac-10, Pac-12 conference is sitting there, Larry Scott and them is sitting there scratching their head and saying, do we want to be the long Power 5 conference sitting on the sidelines? Now have they started scrambling trying to figure out what they can do to maybe jumpstart the Pac-12 conference sooner rather than later. I also think you're in a situation here where, to your point, Key, if those other leagues play and it goes off without a hitch, then no matter what revisionist history, 2020 hindsight, Kevin Warren, the new Big Ten commissioner who took over in January, would never, ever hear the end of it. You said the Pac-12 is out on its own plane. They have some priorities that are taking place before football right now with regards to air quality and just people being outside, being safe around one another. But if they saw the ACC or the SEC, or the Big 12, put teams in the playoff, or a group of five team for the first time ever making the playoff because now you have two power five leagues out of it, and especially, not to denigrate any of the other programs, but especially if you're Ohio State and feel like, look, we can go toe-to-toe with absolutely anybody, and we're not going to get the chance, and we're going to send our stud Heisman finalist quarterback off to the pros without an opportunity to do it. I just think at the end of the day, it was too expensive. At the end of the day, put $20 in the jar. It was too expensive to not try. And that's honestly why I believe the other three leagues are doing it. It's too expensive not to try. If anything happens, scale back. Scale back, Kevin Warren, you were right. But why not give it a shot? And clearly the data is telling them something different right now. Right now, August 11th, that wasn't the case, Zubin, right? right? He got the data that he got from the experts that he got it from, and his decision was to postpone everything. Didn't mean it was going to be shut down Till next season, they never said we're not playing till September of 2021. They said right now, this is the situation. As time goes on, you're going to learn more and more. The SEC conference, the ACC, and the Big 12 just didn't shut it down. They were working on parallel tracks along the way as teams were still getting ready. They just didn't shut down. They were still getting medical, medical advice and things of that nature. So let's not think 
that they wasn't watching everything that was going on around them. That's a great distinction because you're right. Most people are saying right now the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 are always all systems go, we're going to play. You're right. No, that's not true. Right. What they said was like, we're monitoring the situation. And right now we're comfortable with it. But if at any point we feel we're not comfortable with it, we will scale back. That's a huge difference between saying we're going. Yeah, and and the difference is Kevin Warren just said rather than – to I think, and I, I'm only thinking for him, even though I'm not in his brain, if it was me, what I would have done, much like I think he did, was say, I'm going to stop it right now, postpone it, because I don't want to have people pushing the goalpost on me with the scheduling. Now I got to reschedule again. Now I got to reschedule again. I got to reschedule again. I put out the schedule a week before. Now I got to go back and redo it again. Rather than do all of that, just say, I'm postponing everything for now as we continue to gather the information into such due time that we feel comfortable with everything for our student athletes to safety and health is the most important thing. And then you get all the parents and you get the coaches. We, and then you get certain presidents of universities saying that they didn't get informed some of the information and it became somewhat of a show. You know, there's this, there's a word that comes with in before show, you know, yeah. blank show. Sure. And, and it became one of those deals where it almost looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Then you had the political people come in and try to hijack what he was doing to make it seem as though they're now pushing it to be done. Meanwhile, he's still trying to gather information along with the presidents of the universities and the board of trustees to find out how they can get on the field. How they can get on the field. It's the biggest question of all. Apparently, they have an answer. If you're just with us, the Big Ten back October 23rd, October 24th, after being the first Power Five league to say they were postponing. So just about five weeks away from the return of Big Ten football. Better late than never for those 14 fan bases. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
breaking news this morning. The Big Ten back October 23rd, 24th, about five weeks from now. This after being the first Power Five league to postpone. You heard Keyshawn's thoughts. He's not ready for it. We are ready, though, for Heather Dinich, who joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Heather, I guess the first thing I would think is if they start the season October 23rd to 24th, will there be enough games for the Big Ten to play to justify them trying to get a slot in the college football playoff? I think there will. Um, they're going to have eight games in eight weeks. That's what they're aiming for with a conference championship game on December 19th. And, you know, it's up to the 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick as to whether or not they would let the Big Ten in, but all indications are that they certainly would. Um, but I'll also point out there's no guarantee that anybody's going to get all of their games in, and the other leagues might wind up just playing eight as well because of the coronavirus pandemic. When you think about it, Heather, how did this come about? I know they talked about it last Sunday, and then they talked about it as of yesterday, and now all of a sudden breaking news is that they're supposed to come down this afternoon or soon here with a vote. What happened? Was it political pressure? Um, well, just so to be clear, we have confirmed it. It is. They are coming back. It, it's on. And the biggest reason why is the medical information. I am looking at documents here from the Big Ten, and there is significant medical information. There's a whole section here called Cardiac Solutions. Um, the testing, the daily testing, will begin by September 30th. Uh, the requirements for the testing must be completed and recorded prior to each practice or game. They have a color-coded system here, guys, that we don't have enough time to get into, but it is significantly heavy on the medical information. And look, you can talk about the, the public pressure, the political pressure. Yes, it was a public relations nightmare, but when you see the substantial medical information that they had to consider, this is the biggest difference from when they voted to postpone. Heather, answer this for me. How does this look for Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren now that the October 11th date has been lifted and they're actually going to play. So it's like a 180 degree about face. Well, we have a press conference coming up, um, 10, 15 Eastern. And if the big 10 comes out and all of its medical doctors come out and they can say with confidence that they believe they are the safest conference in college football, which I think they will say that, then I think the public perception should be favorable because they took the time to wait until they had these tests which weren't available before. I mean, it's very similar to the SEC. I think the SEC looks extremely smart right now, waiting till September 26th even, because they were able to see how some things work, some things don't. Meanwhile, last week in the ACC, you couldn't even get Virginia, Virginia Tech <laughs> because it had to be postponed, right? So patience is a virtue. You can certainly question the timing of the Big Ten's original decision, but I think they have substantial information right now to say, here's why we're in a better spot. Heather Dinich is ESPN's college football playoff reporter. She just sort of mentioned earlier what she thinks about the Big Ten getting into the college football playoff with eight games in eight weeks. Just from somebody that's covered this story day in and day out, especially here over the last couple crazy weeks, how surprised are you that this decision was reached in this form that they will play? Your personal thoughts. You know, I think the Big Ten is the same as every other conference has been, which is if they can play, they will play. And I'm not necessarily surprised that they decided to 
return. I guess I'm just surprised in the way the entire thing unfolded from the beginning, August 11th. And this has fragmented college football like I've never seen it before. And, you know, everybody's excited that it's coming back. Well, guess what? We're going to see it until June, guys, because the Mac's not playing until March. (laughs) I mean, this is going to be the longest college football season of anyone's life when you put it all together. So I I do think that – at the heart of it has to be the health of the student athletes. I'm a mom of three boys, so that's my personal take on it. It has to be about health and safety first. And, and parents, if you can say that, it is. Yeah, that is correct. Heather, let me ask you this question. Uh, the Big Ten, right, the Pac-12 conference has been accused of always following the Big Ten. What does this do in terms of the Pac-12 and Larry Scott? Does this open their eyes a little bit, although we do have some things out west in terms of the fires going on? Right. Well, you mentioned it. And and it's not just the fires, it's the public health um, restrictions because of the coronavirus pandemic that remain in the state of California and Oregon. So you're literally talking about half their league, four of the schools in California, two in Oregon, couldn't go out and practice and, and hit each other right now if they wanted to. So their tests, much like the Big Ten, are going to be on every single campus by the end of this month. They need a time period to train people on how to use it in the testing protocol. But until they have the clearance in those states from public health experts to say you can practice, those presidents aren't even going to sit back down at the table for another vote. But the minute they do, a source has told me that the earliest target date is mid-November to late November. Mm. Hey, real quick, when's the press conference? So if fans are at home, they want to watch ESPN, BTN, whatever it is, when can they tune in to watch this? 1015 Eastern. Wow, that's approaching fast. It's 951 Eastern. Heather, we'll let you get there because I know you need to be a part of that. We'll look for your reporting all day long on SportsCenter, ESPN Television, and Radio. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. I hope they got their notes ready. <laughs> they got it. Well, she certainly had all no, the notes. No, not her. Ready. I mean all the people. With the, the, I'm talking about the, like the doctors. The color-coded charts. <laughs> so, again, 1015 a.m. Eastern time. You'll see it on ESPN somewhere. It's flip around ESPN, ESPN2. We'll cover it on the radio. We'll cover it on .com. Just be there. 1015 a.m. Eastern. This is shocking news. In college football, the Big Ten doing a complete about face. So key, the key dates, August 11th, postponed. September 16th, today, announcing they're back, really back, October 23rd, 24th. In the last couple of minutes, your thoughts? I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. Again, I'll say it a million times. As long as the medical information checks out right, and Heather said it does. So I'm okay with it, right? I'm, I'm fine with it. Just don't have situations like Virginia, Virginia Tech. The SEC is certainly doing it right Right. because they kind of took a parallel track and they're just waiting to see how everything pans out. Yeah, for those that are not familiar, Key just mentioned it, so did Heather. Virginia, Virginia Tech essentially was canceled. That was like an all-ACC game that was canceled. They were committed to starting their season on September 12th. As Heather said, it doesn't mean that just because the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are going that they're going to be able to finish either. We're just going to have to take this week by week, but at least the Big Ten, most importantly, has put themselves back into the mix. What does that mix entail? We don't know, but they're back in it. Yeah, that is that is good. And and some teams will be missing some of their star players, but these coaches are going to march on next man up, as they like to say. No question about it. In the ACC, Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, Penn State's Michael Parsons, Oregon's Penny Sewell, obviously with the Ducks you mentioned, or, Pac-12. Or, yeah, Pac-12, you got Thomas Graham out at Oregon, uh, Diamador Lenore out at Oregon, Wyatt David out at, at uh, Ohio State, the big offensive guard. Ohio State, I think they lost a DB. That was a first-rounder. So you got guys that are just opting out left and right because they want to protect their interests and their money toward the NFL. 
Indeed. Keep it on all ESPN platforms, 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time. Flip around. We'll have the Big Ten press conference, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.